This is episode number 52 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and I help people acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. In this session, I'm going to share with you a few secrets about how to find the perfect candidate for job openings in your company. This is part two of a series on how to conduct job interviews so that you can make great hiring decisions. Uh, just so you know, as COVID continues to pass, many companies like my, my company included are now beginning to hire again. So this series is designed to make sure that, that we get the right people for the right job and continue to grow our team culture in the process. So by the way, as always, if you like the sessions, don't forget to subscribe to the High Impact Leaders podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave me a review, you know, however, however you download your, your show. So I know a lot of you listen on, app, on Apple, iTunes, and through the iPhone app and that kind of thing. Some of you listen on Spotify, but make sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you get new episodes each week. In addition, if you like the content, let other, let other people kind of know by writing a review for us. Uh, in addition, we're publishing as many as sometimes as many as five new leadership tip videos every week on our YouTube account. So if you if you prefer to see my see my face versus just hear my voice, uh, make sure and check out our channel and subscribe there as well. You can look that up. We'll put links to it in the show notes, but you can actually also uh, find us on YouTube. Just type for the Leaders Institute and it should come up pretty quickly. Um, so let's get on with today's topic. So by the way, if you didn't listen to or watch the previous episode, make sure and do that first, because on that episode, we covered a lot of pre-work to do prior to the interview. And if you skip those steps, and the rest of this is not going to be nearly as beneficial for you. It, it could lead you to kind of make some challenging hires or hiring mistakes. So in review, though, and what I covered last week was before you actually start the interview process, really actually before you even post the job opening, it's a good idea to do this, but you want to identify the specific skills needed for the position that you're hiring for, as well as the personality of the person that you want to fill the spot, right? Uh, so let's assume that you've done this and now you're preparing for the actual interview. Then um, you, you then there are certain questions that you're going to want to ask and, and the, the, questions that you ask or the ones that you you create anyway, you want to ask those questions that help you better judge potential candidates. So, um, so, you know, with that criteria in place, basically, you know, um, what, what a lot of times what folks will, will ask is, well, is there like a standard set of questions that I should ask people? Uh, yes and no. In fact, I'm going to give you a list of, of, questions that you can use or you can alter. However, I would I would encourage you not to use those questions word for word. I would encourage you to pick or create your own questions that help you gain the information that you need to make a better hiring decision, which we'll talk about as we as we kind of go. But in addition to determining the skills needed and the personality needed, um, you also want to discover one additional thing, one thing that we didn't cover on the episode last week. Does that candidate mesh well with your company culture? 
So, um, with, so with, with all that being said, let's kind of talk about how to, how to, um, the, how to kind of create these questions so that you get better information. All right. So there are a few little tips that you can use that will help you make a better, um, after you collect the data, make that data easier for you to, to come up with the best candidate. Um, and one of those things is that you want to ask the same or very similar questions to each candidate. This is going to let you compare each one of those candidates using the same criteria. Um, that, so that, I mean, I would, I would encourage you to have kind of a standard list, you know, obviously it's not critical that you, uh, that it, you make it a checklist, you know, it's not a critical that, you know, if you have 10 questions that you want to ask each candidate, it's not really critical that you, that you ask every single question in the same exact way in the, in the same exact order and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's more important that you're covering the same content with each candidate so that you can better compare the data at the end. So um, one of those things that you want to do, by the way, when you, when you kind of create this list of questions is in your list of questions, you want to choose some questions that are going to help you assess the actual skills of the candidate. I mean, those are the ones that we typically ask anyway, you know, the questions that are related to the skill. Uh, in some questions, you want to ask certain way, certain questions that will help you determine their personality, right? So like, for instance, you might say, um, uh, do, you, do you consider yourself to be more detail-oriented and task-oriented or more people-oriented? something like that, right? So something, questions like that will help you, whether, where it's kind of an either or for them can, can help you determine the, the personality. Then finally, you want to add in questions that help you determine if their values mesh with the corporate values that you have at your, your company or your organization. Uh, in a moment, by the way, I'm going to give you a list of that, that sample list of questions that I, that I kind of talked about. But first, though, let's, let's kind of talk about the values part, because this this is um, is one of those tips that that um, they, basically they it revolutionized the way that I hire people here at my own company, and so I would suggest that you include this into your hiring criteria because once we started doing this, we elevated our hiring to a much 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 higher level level. Um, so all right, so ask questions to determine the values of of the the people that are that are interviewing you. Um, this is a, I'll give you a real example of how we use this at our office and maybe, maybe that will help. But just before COVID hit in 2020, this is at the end of 2019, my executives and I set this really audacious goal to quadruple the size of the company. Um, I know it was really awful timing because the moment that we started to implement it, COVID hit and everything went to hell in a handbasket and we had to, to pivot and do a whole lot of different things. But um, the the exercises that we did prior to COVID hitting caused us to go through COVID at a much more effective in a much more effective way, and, and I'll kind of share that with you. Um, so we knew that during that time, this is like I said, pre-COVID into 2019. We know my executives and I, we knew that we were going to need to hire new candidates to help us get to that goal. If we're going to grow that much in that short a period of time, we're going to need a whole lot more folks on our team. We also knew that the company revenue had plateaued a few years prior. You know, we'd hit this really cool level, you know, and, and, you know, we're all pretty happy, you know, we're doing pretty well as far as revenue. Uh, but I realized that to get to the next plateau to, to kind of break through that ceiling 
and um, and get to the next level, we would probably need to make some changes in in personnel. The folks who got us there, you know, they um, were may not be the people to actually get us to the next level. So one of the one of our team members had a had a brilliant idea. So we had a, a list of our corporate core values, you know, and we we totally live by these core values. And um, what she said was, "Hey, why not score our current team members based on each of those core values?" And so to experiment. I and the two executives that did this, we scored each other first. That's the first thing that we did. And not surprisingly, each of us scored pretty high in each of of the areas, you know, because that's, like I said, we kind of live and breathe this stuff. Next, though, we scored every single one of our team members. And interestingly, the team members who scored very high in our values were also the ones who appeared to be the most pro- productive for the company as well. The ones who scored the in the in the lower levels were kind of mediocre by comparison. They were still good. I mean, we still we still we were still quality employees, but the ones that scored highest in the values were the ones that we 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 kind of look at and we go, oh my god, that, that those are the people we want more people like those people, right? Um, so the technique works so well for our current team that we made it a part of the, the hiring process. So in addition to asking questions to determine the skills of the candidate, we now ask questions to help us determine their values as well. So like, for instance, um, um, one of our core, our top core value uh, of the company of the Leaders Institute is responsiveness. You know, we when we we send out um, it's basically in in for the for our company one of the things that we hear most often is folks will sometimes send us an email or fill out fill out a web form on our on our websites or chat with us on social media or something like that and they get a response like in two minutes or three minutes I mean really really quick and a lot of times um, if it re- requires a phone call folks that we we call up and they'll go, oh my God, I'm still on your website. How did you, how did you do that so quickly? It's just one of the things that we kind of figured out is um, it's number one, it's a great selling feature, you know, because we are so responsive to our customers, our customers know that they're important. If they have a question or a challenge, we can help them with the challenge now. And, and you know, people like instant gratification. So it works out really, really well for us. So, but since that is our number one core value, um, like for instance, we send out an email asking when somebody's applying for a job for us, we send out an email asking the candidates to go to our calendar and set up a meeting. We automatically exclude candidates who take more than a day to do that, right? So we, we I mean, that's one of our core values. So if, if, um, if you happen to be applying for our job and you wait two days to actually set up that appointment, we don't, we don't even bother going to that appointment. It's it's of no value to us because we know that that person is not as responsive as as we like at, at our company. So, um, and that's the kind of thing that you want to keep in mind as you're as you're um, comparing people to your core values. Your core values are going to be different, but um, you want to create questions or observations based on your core values that help you kind of judge the the quality of each candidate with your core values. All right. So without further ado, I told you I was going to give you a a set of sample questions that were going to help you determine skills, personality, and and values. So um, let let me kind of go through this. I'll go through this very quickly. Again, it's not, this is, these questions aren't, I'm not giving these to you so that you can kind of make these a, a checklist. I want to give them to you so that it gives you ideas on questions that you can ask. Um, 
the the key thing to kind of keep in mind before you um, start the interview process with people is that you want to realize that interviewing for a job is not something that most people do very often. <laughs> in fact, it's it's very rare. And so it's not something that people are going to be highly skilled at. If they are highly skilled in the interview process, that may tell you something. <laughs> Maybe they, they may, they may, that may be telling you that they do this quite often. And so they're, they might likely only be with you for a short period of time. So keep in mind that most of the time when you ask questions of people, they're going to be really, really nervous. Don't let the nervousness that they show keep you from tr- seeing the true value of the answers that they give and, and the behavior that, that they're exhibiting to you. Because sometimes that, that nervousness will cause people to kind of act in a, in a way that's not kind of normal or, or natural. So just kind of keep that in mind. And some of these questions, by the way, even though they sound pretty easy, when somebody is kind of put on the spot, they they sometimes will panic, right? So like, for instance, the first question is, so tell me about yourself. And they go, oh, I thought we were going to talk about the job, <laughs> right? So basically, it's not something they were anticipating. So if you just kind of start off with, tell me about yourself, then that's kind of a vague question. It's kind of one of those things that could cause people to kind of lock up. So um, instead, you might you might start with something like um, if like if you saw something on their resume that was interesting outside of their their experience, you know, maybe they put something about volunteering or something like that. Um, you can kind of bring that up and just just say, hey, I saw on your um, on your resume that you uh, volunteer with homeless shelters. Hey, w- w- what do you do for them? And how did you get into that? That's that's very interesting. That way, it's now we're starting off with a question that is easy for them to kind of relay an answer to us and it and kind of sets their nervousness down. So once their nervousness goes down a little bit, they're more likely to give you um, better answers and, and look and sound better during the interview process and that kind of thing. Um, another question might be, so why do you want this job? Right. So, so, so what do you, you know, it's a, it, you, if you just say, so why do you want this job? You know, that, then they're like, it may put them on the spot. To say, um, hey, when you looked at the job description, what was it about this job that made you go, you know, I think I might want to apply for that. You know, so basically what I'm saying here is that I'm giving you the list of questions, but you might alter them to make them a little bit easier so that you get better answers. Um, so what do you know about our company? That's another question. Um, what do you know about the requirements for the job? That lets you know how detail they detail oriented they are. Did they look through the requirements on the, on the job description, and do they have something prepared for that? So, why do you want to work for our company? <laughs> right? So, what, why? Um, what, um, what what do you think are your greatest strengths? What are your biggest weaknesses? You know, those are those are um, questions that kind of get you to know a little bit more about their values and about their skill development, and and sometimes their personality as well. So, so even though those are are um, sometimes a a little bit more difficult for people to answer. Those might be things that you kind of ask, you know, at the, the fifth or sixth question in the interview when they're more comfortable and they're more likely to elaborate a little bit on, on the answers. So tell me about a challenge or a conflict that you faced at work, you know, how you solved it. Um, why are you leaving your current job? <laughs> that one can be kind of tough. And so we want to see what, what's kind of happening. Um, to to make them want to leave because that sometimes the answers that they give us in that particular question can 
actually exclude them from being hired depending on on the reasons that are there. Um, what type of work environment do you prefer? That's one that will help you learn more about their their temperament, their personality temperament. Um, now, obviously, these are they're they're just these are just a few sample questions. What you really want to do is pick questions that that more immediately relate to the position that you're filling. Right. So like, for instance, I think I, I mentioned last week that one of the positions I filled, you know, um, uh, right before COVID was uh, was website development. And so, I mean, those are those questions that I just gave you. None of those have anything to do with website development or skill. So I might say, hey, what uh, like, for instance, I might ask a question like um, like a lot of folks that I'm interviewing now are really comfortable with the builder programs. Um, are you are you more of a builder program or do you like to kind of code things by hand? Which which do you prefer? You know, something like that. Right. Something that is more geared toward that specific job description or that specific job. And obviously you want to kind of mix those in. All right. So now with, with the questions that you do want to ask, we're also going to cover a few questions that you you probably want to avoid because the bigger your company is the more of a target that your company is for litigation there. I mean, there are people out there who will go out and apply for jobs, get job interviews just to make problems. And um, they, they never, they didn't want a job in the first place. They're doing it to just make problems and try to sue a, a big company and, and get a big payday. Right. So um, the, the more people that you interview, the more likely you are to find somebody that doesn't have goodwill. <laughs> They're not there to actually get the job. So um, in to, to kind of protect yourself and to protect your organization from folks who have ill will against you or your company, um, there are certain questions that you probably want to stay away from. Um, and, and just so you know, uh, if, if you have a human resources department within your organization, they are your friend during the interview process. Um, once, once you kind of create your list of questions, then if you just submit those questions to HR, they'll likely alter your questions to keep you from violating any type of employment laws or, or uh, make it's in a lot of cases, just because they do it more frequently than what you do, they'll, they'll uh, make your questions more effective for the, for the interview as well. So if you don't have an HR department, then here's a list of questions that you probably want to avoid. You probably want to avoid questions about a age, race, ethnicity, color, gender, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, country of origin, childbirth, birthplace, religion, disability, marital status, family status, pregnancy, veteran status, and in some cases, salary. In some states, they actually prohibit you from asking candidates about previous salaries that they had. Now, by the way, it's not a comprehensive list, but if you stay away from those topics, um, you can you can keep you can avoid you know accidentally offending a candidate and keep yourself out of out of hot water. Um, now, with all that being said, um, that it sounds like oh my God, that's that's a long list of things that we can't talk about. In most cases, that kind of those things typically don't come up anyway, right? Unless unless you are purposefully trying to. 
um, create uh, exclude somebody from your from your workplace or something like that, then most of the time questions like that aren't really going to come up. So so I, I kind of throw that out there just to keep you from falling into a, a trap. But for the most part, I, I've never in the history, even before I started studying stuff like this, I never in the history asked anybody about any of those things ever, you know, because they don't come up. They're not important to the, the job. So i uh, just kind of keep that in mind. Okay. So now once you have all that data, and uh, you've done the last interview. Now um, we got a bunch of data to come through about each candidate. What the heck do we do with it? Well, you want to organize the data into a format where you can logically compare the candidates. And, and I'll give you a couple of suggestions. The, the first suggestion is you want to create a scoring system to judge each candidate's skills and values. Um, I use a numerical system. Another technique might be to, to do the a letter grade, high school letter grade or something like that. But basically what I do is I, I put a list of all the candidates' names in a, in a spreadsheet or even just on a piece of paper. You can do it on a piece of paper. Once you have that, you want to create your three lists for your hiring criteria. So, you know, in the first list, you want to list the skills that are required for that job. You know, so basically you have the candidate's name and you have, let's say you got five key skills that you want to make sure that that each candidate has. And you list those five things next to the person's name. If they have it, great. Uh, you, can, you can kind of score them based on that list. Um, next, you want to list the personality temperament that you're looking for. So are you looking for somebody that's detail-oriented? Are you looking for somebody that's personable? Are you looking for somebody that is high energy and creative? Are you looking for somebody that is, you know, the, the goal-oriented or the hard charger driver type person or whatever? You basically are kind of putting that down as, um, as the next list. And then the final thing is you want to list your company's values. Um, I would encourage you to make sure that no matter what scoring system you, that you use, you put the, the values that for your company in as a as a um, criteria for choosing whether or not the candidate is going to be a good fit for you. And then basically you just score each candidate in each area. Um, you can, you can check items if you like, but I, like I said, I like to use a scoring system. The the two systems that I talked about was you can kind of score uh, each person from on, uh, you know, from like one to five, you know, like a one to five star thing on, on movies or whatever, or one to 10, I think kind of works a little bit better. It gives you a little bit more leeway. Alternatively, you can do like a letter grade. I think that was the first one that we use, you know, are you an A, a B or a C, A minus, A plus, B minus, B plus, or F, whatever, right? So kind of score people in each of those, of those areas. Now, I would suggest that you score them twice in each category, which is going to be important. I'll, I'll kind of explain why. So the first score should be where each candidate is currently in each one of those things, right? There may be five skills that you're requiring uh, and you and you rate uh, like you're doing the, the scale of one to 10. You rate each candidate in each of those five skills on a scale of one to 10 based on what you know so far, based on the data that you're able to collect from the, um, the LinkedIn profile, from the resume, from the interview process, from the behavior of the person at the interview, you know, all of those things you can kind of take into consideration here. And then what I like to do is I'd like to create a second score based on the person's potential, right? So like, for instance, let's say a recent college graduate applies for a job here at my company. Well, her skill level may be way lower than a 20-year veteran, 
right? She, so she may currently be a five out of 10 in one of the skill areas. However, she's ambitious, she's coachable. So she has the potential to become an eight or a nine or a 10 at some time in the future. So she's got a lot of potential. The veteran is more set in his ways, right? So he currently may be a seven, but five years from now, he's still going to be a seven. He's probably going to change a whole lot. He's been doing this for 20 years. So I'm, I may hire the recent graduate for better long-term benefit for my company because I know she's going to grow into that position. Alternatively, the project may be temporary. Maybe it's a six-month project or a one-year project and I'm looking for contract work. And in that case, the veteran is going to be the better choice because we don't have time to train somebody. So um, basically, if nothing else, then a system like this will, can, can help you kind of eliminate candidates quickly. So basically, if you've, if you've interviewed 10 people, you can uh, most likely you can eliminate probably six, seven, eight of them, you know, pretty quickly just by using a scoring system like this. And then if you end up with a couple of candidates who score really well, then either of them are likely going to make a pretty good hiring decision. So you, you will make a hiring a great hiring decision if you hire either one of them. what I mean. So the, the system can help you reduce the chance of making a bad hiring decision. So I would encourage you to implement something very similar to this in, in your own company so that when you hire people, you're making those great hiring decisions. All right. So thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.